Today's podcast is about a superpower that most of us don't spend enough time engaging in, and that's solitude and the powerful impact of being alone with your thoughts and thinking deeply about an issue, about a topic, about yourself that ultimately can transform a leader from being somewhat dull, not original, just fitting in, jumping through the hoops, to someone who can come up with an original thought or a creative way of setting the path forward. So given everything that's happened in the world today, we need more creativity. We need more boredom so people can get off stage and think creatively by being alone with their thoughts. That's what today's about. So come on in, grab a snack, welcome. Come on in. Hey, Bob. Uh, snack. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm being emphatic. Get Grab a snack. Oh, a peanut Joe's. butter cup from Trader Joe's would be good. Ooh. Ooh. But I, I think I got emphatic because I'm um, excited and so in support of the topic for today, which is the need for solitude. Not, we're going to emphasize, Bob is going to emphasize the leader part, but it's true for everybody when your culture is swirling mm. to get into some solitude to get grounded. With that, solitude and leadership. Yeah, so I'll tell you, Joyce, you know, you read something that hits you right between the eyes. In this case, uh, it was a lecture by uh, a Yale professor called... Uh, his name is William Deritzowitz, uh, and he was talking to the plebe class at uh, West Point. And what he was sharing, and it, it's kind of like a paradox. Um, and the paradox is, as a leader, you're always with people. You're surrounded with people. You're with teams. You want people to follow you. You want to connect. Um, and yet he sees the uh, ability to step back and have deep reflective thoughts about a topic or an issue is a key element of being a successful leader. And he, what he would argue is the absence of that is we all are in these bureaucracies, whether it be the government, whether it be organizations, in this case, the military, that bureaucracies, they train you to kind of be consistent and to go along and to jump through the right hoops. And he's saying as much as that is uh, a benefit of being in the military, the ability to have independent thought and make decisions in the moment based on reflection are what wins the battle. So uh, I know I kind of put it in a military sense, but I, I think about some of the leaders that I've worked with. Um, they were really demarcated by the fact that they could step out of whatever the situation, whatever the current thinking is, and come up with an original thought or idea in terms of exploring. Uh -huh. You know, I, I don't know if I set it up too well, but um, it hit home. I said, you, you hear something, it hits home. I realized that uh, that I became really good at jumping through the hoops whether it be the school I went to, the people I met with, uh, the results that I strive for. Um, and I think the shift for me as a leader was when I could get away from mimicking and jumping through those hoops and really be able to kind of create my own uh, 
space around my thinking and my ideas that I think helped me be at my best. So. Yay. 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 I don't think there's much more to say. Well, that there is, there is. I'll tell when I turned 50. Yeah. And I don't remember when I was made an exit. I think I was made an officer when I turned 52, 50 as well. I had a hunger for solitude. I yeah. read about it. I wanted it. Remember, I had five kids that I, and my husband, David, and one of our daughters were going to go on a kayak trip, and all the other kids were at college or something. Yeah. And we, there was a blizzard, and they almost couldn't go on their kayak trip. Yeah. And I was saying, don't worry, planes fly through, ice storms, it's just great. Go ahead, go out the door, at least go to Boston. Don't give up on this dream of yours, get lost. <laughs> <laughs> I need to be alone. <laughs> yeah, and I actually wrote, I wish I could find it, a solitude blog, because I burned a fire every night, and that was my solitude blog. I, that was a primary shift for me. Yeah. In my life, staying in tune with myself. And I just don't know how people live without it. Yeah. No, it's, it, and yet so many of us do live without it. You know, we're in the rat race. Uh, we're connecting. We're on our cell phones. Uh, we're out on social media. The The notion of having uh, time and space to be alone with your own thoughts um, is, I think, a foreign concept. Do you uh, know that we built that into some workshop? I don't know if you were in the Southeast at the time, but it was my team doing some kind of leadership thing. But anyhow, we offered some optional courses, which we would call like sabbatical from the primary thing. And one was a quiet room to sit. And and we got made fun of like nobody's business. There goes Joyce and her team trying to make us pray. <laughs> <laughs> And later, about 10 years later, one of the people who made fun of it said, you were so far ahead of your time. That was so genius. <laughs> well, if you remember, uh, I think it was Leadership College. Yeah. That, that one of the primary outcomes was for people that attended to look deeply at their own leadership and had to present on the last day their reflections on who they were and how they show up. And that, that was a lot of alone time. If you We were gave them two hours. Yeah, yeah. To simply digest and be quiet. And just to make sure they did it, we kept them in the same room. And, Except to go to the bathroom. Uh, well, yes. And, and there was, you know, occasional discomfort or laughing but basically they got right down to it yeah, there was discomfort i mean i i remember uh vividly people saying what the hell do they what do they want us to do what you know so it went from this kind of like can i do this to really um them digging in and coming up with some really insightful new learnings for themselves as yes they, they went through a process of giggle yeah 
Yes. Or a resistance, then giggle, and then deep. Yeah. And yeah, and they felt that time had gone quickly. Now we monitored it in the sense that we were like <laughs> people walking around when people are taking tests. We stayed in the room. Yeah. Eric Ann and I. Yeah. And um so and and I'm yes, it's so needed and it can come in many ways. And I think many retailers or I know uh, one CEO that would get in his car and go, say he was going to go visit stores, but I think he was just finding his space and time alone. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a ride. I'll be back. Can I? Can I? And I'm really happy that you brought that up as an example. If I spent three years um, as a VP of uh, a region within Food Lion. And so often when I went out to visit stores, it was a big deal. Okay. The the divisional VP is coming to my store. I'd be there with the director. I'd be there with uh, the DM, district manager. And everything was so scripted, meaning they took me to these stores. They wanted me to see these things. And then once a quarter, I wish I did it more, um, I would give my assistant my uh, schedule. But I would go out and I would just travel typically three days, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And I would just go out by myself. I didn't do it to catch stores doing something wrong, but it was my reflective time to have real connections, not only with my own thoughts, but to walk in a store where the store manager doesn't know the heck I'm even coming and, and having a real conversation. So, and, and I learned so much during those trips uh, I mean, the other place that I I got solitude and I saw colleagues do the same was when traveling the hotel room. Now, I know it was also used for watching videos and yeah. pigging out, but um, there was some kind of reset that happened by being in a not, an unfamiliar room with the opportunity for quiet. I'm interested, for any of you listening, I'm just interested to know if you value solitude, do you have to have it, and how do you get it? I used to do a five-minute like meditative thing. If I was going into a meeting and I knew two-thirds of the people hated my idea, maybe hated me, I would go into the bathroom, go into a stall and just stand and do deep breathing. <laughs> and but it, it helped me get back to me. Yeah. I mean, what we were talking about is what's what's where's my energy coming from? From out there or from in here? And when you can coordinate it, it's great. <laughs> it really is. It really, yeah. you know, I was concerned uh before our conversation today. So much of leadership training is kind of on the field and different elements of being a good leader and characteristics of a good leader. This thing, solitude, I, I was really curious, how do you create solitude and the time with the leader being alone with their thoughts uh, and build it into the culture? I was worried we wouldn't get there, but I think we've just given some great examples how that in fact happens. Oh, I think, yes. And, and, um, 
you can even if it's you know you you are having a contentious conversation about something that really matters and irritates the heck out of everybody even building in a 15 minute and it don't have to say solitude you don't have to make it larger than life you don't have to have incense you don't have to light a candle you have to simply say we're going to have a 15 minute break of no conversation i.e solitude to digest and double think what we've been talking about and then we'll kind of come back to the table and share an insight an irritation, whatever it is that you hear when you give yourself space to listen. And I recommend that as a leadership skill. Yeah. Let's stop this. Let's stop the meeting and digest, find out what you're really thinking and bring it to the table. What I like about what you just shared, it's, it's like built into the routine. Yep of how we get our work done is to build those pockets uh, of reflection. And particularly if you're in a meeting and it gets kind of heated and you feel like things are going sideways to do a timeout and say, you know, I, I'd like us to kind of go into our own thinking about this topic. Take uh -huh. 15 minutes, which seems I think like it has to be at least 15. Yeah. It has to be enough that it gets irritating and feels like a waste. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I know we built in uh, sabbaticals when you and I did training on, um, was it Shabig Island? Yeah, and they we did based on what's the gentleman that wrote the book that I like so much, The Way Where Work Isn't Working. Um, Marshall? No, no, no. Just remember the book, people, The Way We Work Isn't Working. Um, he thought 90 minutes, and this was research-based, 90 minutes was about the end of a session that could stay productive and that you needed 30 minutes to refresh, have a sabbatical, and be ready for the next 90. And we actually um, used that. And it did keep high vitality and it did keep new ideas coming. And... A couple of times we would sort of say wander off onto the beautiful beach in the woods. Others we would say we would put out games to play, you know, just to use your brain doing something else. Uh, it doesn't have to be quiet solitude. It has to be shut that brain off that's fussing. Yeah. But I, it's very interesting because I was just reading the feminine face of God because I do work in the spiritual area based on my books. I pray anyway, um, devotions for the ambivalent. And it was talking about how women don't honor their need for time alone and think it's self-centered. And, you know, and I thought, no, 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 it's men as well. Yeah. So, Anyhow, let's, yes, come on in. We're going to stop here. Oh, dear. <laughs> Speaking of solitude, we just had my granddaughter knock on the door to come in to say something, who knows. But I, I do, I interrupt solitude for <laughs> grandkids every time. But uh, anyhow, 
I can't think of a more important thing for leaders to learn to get in touch with being fully human and to get their true direction from which real power comes. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I'll share a different application, how solitude has worked for me. Uh, I was grappling with a choice between two jobs and, and I did my kind of, uh, argument for, argument against. I did my analysis and they were almost exactly the same, meaning either one came out uh, as as good choices. And I remember like it was yesterday, I walked into the woods for two hours uh-huh. and I had an epiphany that it. I was looking for the answer out there, whether it be uh-huh. conversation, whether it be where I was living. And when I took that walk, I realized that all the analysis out there in the world isn't going to replace where I am in my heart. Um, And that's, you know, I didn't know that it was being contemplative and being alone with my thoughts Uh that has been described today. But that's a a decision that I'll always value uh, the fact that I try to do everything out there, you know. Yeah. And in fact, it was looking inside myself and finding the answer there. So there Perfect. you have it. Okay. So the power of solitude. Go get some. The one thing that I failed to mention uh, in today's podcast is through my career, I have had several coaches that have helped me. And when I think about the work that they did with me, and actually as a leadership coach, Joyce and I, much of what we do is give leaders the space and time to slow down and to think deeply about themselves, about their challenges, about what's keeping up at night. And so if you're a leader who would like to have a little bit more solitude, uh, Joyce and I are ready. We'd love to work with you. Uh, We're both leadership coaches, and you can just reach out to us, email us at bobandjoyce.com, and we'd love to talk to you. So until the next time, be well and be safe.